For this series, I create, present, and aggregate historical content for all to enjoy. When aggregating relevant materials, I peruse the many sources to identify what might be interesting to share with you. In the case of a pertinent audio recording, I listen to it many times before editing to fit my style and hopefully satisfy my audience. When I do turn to outside sources, I always provide attribution info during the program or in the show notes. Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. After many years of unsuccessful North American settlements, the English founded the colony of Jamestown in Virginia. Let's enjoy the telling of this pivotal time in American history with the help of our friends at Khan Academy. As late as 1585, England has still not successfully established a new world colony. Well, all of that is about to change in 1607 when the Virginia Company, a joint stock company or an early precursor to the modern corporation, which spread out the shares, the wealth, and the risk of an expedition like one headed to the New World. They received a charter for New World exploration from King James I, who had now taken over for Queen Elizabeth. And their goals were kind of the same as many of the goals of explorers in this time period. They wanted to find gold. They wanted to find a passage to the Indies that might make it easier for them to get the luxurious materials like spices and silk that were so expensive to get over the land route that was the Silk Road. And James in particular was hoping that they could maybe get one up on the Spanish who had been doing so well for more than 100 years in the West Indies. Now, one of the important things to note about this is that no one who went to Virginia expected to set up a colony there and live there for the rest of their lives. What they expected was to go for a couple of years, mine tremendous amounts of gold, which they hoped were lying in giant piles all over the ground, get tremendously wealthy and live like kings for the rest of their lives in Europe. So this Virginia Company expedition was intended to be short term, but as it'll turn out, that will not be the case. So how did things go for the Virginia Company compared to the Roanoke Island colonists? Well, you know, not terrifically better. They sailed in early 1607 into the Chesapeake Bay, and they spent some time looking for what might be a good place to settle, and they eventually chose a site on what they'll name the James River for King James, and in the town that they'll call Jamestown for the same reason. It's hard to overstate how terrible the land that they chose at Jamestown was, and it was terrible for a couple of reasons. One reason is that the soil isn't terrifically good there. It's marshy. It's not great for growing subsistence crops which you'll need to survive. And more importantly, it's buggy. And by buggy I mean that there are tons of mosquitoes and mosquitoes carry diseases like say yellow fever, malaria, and those mosquito-borne diseases will have a tremendous effect, a huge death toll for the early settlers at Jamestown. 
The other thing I can't overstate about the colonists at Jamestown was just how incredibly unprepared and unsuited they were to be colonists in the New World. Remember, this was essentially a get-rich-quick scheme. Well, who are the sort of people who'd like to get rich quick? Investors, for the most part. These were gentlemen, and the English definition of a gentleman is really someone who has title, someone who has status, someone who does not work with his hands. And all through that first summer when they probably should have been planting crops to try to survive through the winter, instead these gentlemen were busy looking for gold. Which means that when winter rolled around, things got pretty dire at Jamestown. So after getting a very late start, the English finally started a New World colony on the coast of North America in 1607, and it was here at Jamestown. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The English colonists at Jamestown could not have been less prepared to settle a new world. They came from the Virginia Company, which was a joint stock company, or kind of like a modern-day corporation, which was trying to make wealth for its shareholders as quickly as possible. Now, if you think about people in this time period, they in England are taking a look over at Spain and seeing Spain bring ships full of gold and silver back to Europe from the New World. And they want to get in on that action. And as far as they know, the whole New World is just piled up with silver and gold. So in the first months, they sent gentlemen... And the English definition of a gentleman here is someone who does not work with his hands to try to find gold in Virginia. Now, spoiler alert, there is no gold in Virginia. But that whole first summer when they were there, they could have been planting crops. They could have been fishing. I mean, this is actually a, a pretty bountiful area when it comes to natural resources in plants and animals. But they were trying to find gold. They were trying to basically get rich quick. This was the scheme. But then winter rolled around. Those who hadn't already been killed by mosquito-borne illnesses like malaria or yellow fever were now subject to starvation. And there the story gets even more complicated because the English settlers, who were all men, by the way, they were adventurers. They were not there to start families, start a long-term colony in the New World. They just wanted to find gold and get out. So as these English colonists are starving, they start to run afoul of local Native Americans. 
They were an Algonquian tribe living in the Virginia Tidewater who were under the rule of his name was Powhatan. His real name was Wahun Sunaka, but the English called him Powhatan, and the people that he ruled the Powhatans. And as the English settlers realized that they had not put away enough or practically any stores to get them through the winter, they started raiding the food supplies of the Powhatans, which of course didn't make them very happy. They were also trying to survive the winter. And the Powhatans kidnapped John Smith. And they kind of tried to show him their power. So there's a legend that Powhatan was intending to execute John Smith, the daughter of Powhatan. Pocahontas also wasn't her real name; that was her nickname. It kind of meant little playful person. Her real name was Mataoka, but we know her today by her nickname Pocahontas. And Pocahontas intervened and kept her father from executing John Smith, either out of the goodness of her heart or maybe because she had a crush on him. This is pretty much completely untrue. The Disney version of this story says that Pocahontas and John Smith go on to fall in love and get married. The fact of the matter was that Pocahontas was probably about thirteen years old. At the time, and she will go on to marry an Englishman, but not John Smith, but John Rolfe. It's also quite likely that Powhatan didn't actually intend to execute Smith. Instead, what he was doing was kind of a, a ritual of power and mercy. So he was doing kind of a mock execution, saying, "All right, I have the power to execute you." But then Pocahontas, playing her ritual role, steps in to say, "No, have mercy." So he says, "I could kill you, but because I'm a strong leader, but because I am also a merciful and just leader, I will not." So after his kidnapping, John Smith really kind of steps up as the savior of Jamestown, which probably would have completely collapsed were it not for him. And in 1608, he takes over and says that he who shall not work shall not eat. So you gotta pull your weight if you're gonna get supported by the rest of the colonists. Nevertheless, the first years at Jamestown were pretty rough. Next time, we continue our expose on the colony of Jamestown. Check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying images. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you're enjoying the ride. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art. Inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.